D F S. It is Friday, September 30th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our week four FanDuel podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me as always, Jared Smolin. Jared, for quarterback, I think on FanDuel this week, I'm willing to go to a guy that had a big injury risk last week, but is no longer so risky. It's Justin Herbert for 8,000 bucks against the Texans. He gives us $900 savings on Josh Allen. He gives us 600 in savings versus Jalen Hurt. And it's not like he has struggled to this point. He threw for 297 and a touchdown last week against a Jacksonville defense that's looking like it's actually pretty good. Um, Fourth in overall defensive DVOA. Three touchdown passes for Justin Herbert in each of the previous two games. And most importantly, a full practice Thursday suggests that the rib issue is not something that we need to worry about heading into this matchup with Houston. I think you're crazy for not playing Josh Allen in cash. I I, I think it's an even easier call on FanDuel here. And you look at our projections, the dollars per point value, they they would agree. Um, I I actually like Herbert for tournaments for all the reasons you mentioned. But um, even beyond his rib injury, like there are questions with that Chargers offense. It hasn't been great through the first few weeks and then you know they, they just lost their left tackle or sean slater so um too too much risk for just the 900 savings on herbert so i'm playing josh allen in cash on fanduel he's easier to fit here than he is on DraftKings. if i get into building and i'm like oh there's 900 bucks <laughs> then i'm certainly fine with going up to josh allen but i think i'll start with that 8k qb and see what happens elsewhere uh, and it's houston i mean if you need to head into a situation without your left tackle to see how things are working out houston's a nice yeah. test case <laughs> yes um, GPP side, do you like uh, Justin Herbert Mosters or somebody else? Yeah, I like Herbert most, um, but I wanted to talk about a couple other cheaper guys here. Um, the first is Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, who I you know, also mentioned on the DraftKings show, but I just think he has underrated um, fantasy upside in, in general. I mean, even this year, take away the Bills game, he has 19 plus Fando points in his other two games. You know, that's not a tournament winning score, but you know, one more touchdown, get him up into the, the mid twenties. And then you're talking, you know, at this price tag, 6,800 bucks, that could be good enough to win a tournament. Um, and he did well against this Colts defense last season, you know, had, had two nice fantasy outings, averaged 7.7 yards per pass attempt. So I like Ryan Tannehill. Then I, I like Derek Carr a bit here. I just like the price tag, $7,200. You're know, not an ideal matchup against Denver. Looks like he's going to have no Hunter Renfro again, but you know, Matt Collins has stepped up. There's still Devonta Adams. There's still Darren Waller. And you know, the, the Raiders have a 24 point implied total. Um, that's actually tied for seventh highest on the main slate. So uh, you know, the, the odds makers expect them to put up some points against Denver. Yeah, I feel like the odds makers might just be a little bit high on this game based on how both of these teams have played so far. I, I mean, what's what's the overall over under for this game? Um, I don't have it pulled up. It's got to be in the mid uh, the mid 40s. Yeah, 45 and a half. So I don't I don't know. I mean, that number's not crazy. 24 just seems a little bit high for the Raiders against the Broncos with the way that both sides have been playing. But I don't know. You know, I can see them getting to it. My I question, I guess, for fantasy purposes specifically, is I wonder if Derek Carr has the ultimate ceiling to be that tourney QB for us. But, yeah. you know, stranger things than that have happened for sure. Yeah, it's the it's the price tag, I think, that makes Carr attractive. Seventy two hundred bucks helps helps you get in Adams into those lineups. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson at 8,800, I think, is one other guy that I want to mention here, projected for about half the ownership of Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. And I mean, in, in just a vacuum with all things being equal, Lamar Jackson obviously has just as much upside as both of those quarterbacks. The question is the matchup here. Buffalo has certainly been terrific on defense. They do still have those injuries that they're dealing with in the secondary 
the Baltimore offense might be getting Ronnie Stanley back at left tackle for the first time in a while this week. So that could help with any pass rush issues. And I mean, Lamar Jackson's just the kind of player that is capable of playing around those kind of matchup issues. If any quarterback can escape uh, the pass rush that has been giving quarterbacks trouble the way that Buffalo has, it's Lamar Jackson. So it's just, he's lower than those other high-end quarterbacks in projected ownership. Go ahead and take a shot on him. And I think the other way to get a little bit more contrarian with it is to pair him with Rashad Bateman as opposed to Mark Andrews because the Bills are number one in tight end coverage DVOA. Mark Andrews is headed for dominant ownership among tight ends Rashad Bateman low single digits has not gone off yet. You know, maybe he finally gets the targets in this game. Really. If he just gets, I don't know, 80 plus yards and a touchdown. I'll consider that a win for this stack. Lamar Jackson's put up 40 Fando points in each of the last two weeks. That's, that's freaking crazy. I mean, Josh Allen's topped out at 33 so far this season. So you could argue Lamar has the highest ceiling. I, I do have a ton of respect for that bill's defense, even with all the injuries, you know, they just continue to play well. Um, and they actually, shut down Lamar Jackson in that playoff meeting a couple of years ago. But I mean, you know, Lamar could, could definitely go for 30 plus again on Sunday. Yes. And he could absolutely get shut down too, which is why it's only a GPP thing for me. Yep. Agreed. Cash running back. What do you like? So Jonathan Taylor here pops as the top value on FanDuel. And I'm you know happy to play him at 8,700 bucks. I talked about it on the draft show. I think this is kind of the, the spot for JT who's been semi disappointing so far but you know, the, the volume has been there outside of the game there they got blown out against Jacksonville and JT kind of got scripted out a bit but you have the Colts 3.5 point home favorites this week against Tennessee Tennessee 20th in football outsiders run defense DVOA they've allowed 6.1 yards per carry to running back so far so um, I, I think this is going to be a big JT week Mm-hmm. I can certainly see that. Uh, Jamal Williams is priced up a little bit, 7,400. That's because he's been scoring points so far. He's eighth <laughs> among running backs and half PPR points through three games. So might be a little bit more expensive than you would expect if you just go in thinking of him as Detroit's RB2. Still a solid seventh in FanDuel dollars per point. I certainly think that he's in play for cash consideration. Josh Jacobs, 6,500 is in play as well. And Javante Williams, I think, seems riskier than we want him to be at 6,900 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's the frustrating timeshare that we've mentioned, brought in Mike Boone last week on top of Melvin Gordon being there. The offensive has, of course, been extremely disappointing so far, but we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that Javante Williams still has gotten 19 plus opportunities in each of the three games so far. It happened kind of strangely in week one where he had seven carries and 12 targets. That's not going to happen probably ever again at least this season, but the next two games, he had 15 carries each time. So he's getting the ball. He's fifth and expected half PPR points. So the season's probably going a little bit better for him usage wise than it might seem from where we're sitting. So although he's probably more attractive as a tournament running back, I think he's also in play for cash usage, especially if we're getting three running backs into our uh, lineup here. Yeah, I actually would at this point, lean towards playing Javante and cash on FanDuel. It's interesting, you know, they Jamal Williams and Khalil Herbert are priced up. And I don't know if, you know, FanDuel did that after the injuries to the two starters, or if, like you said, Jamal was just up there because he's been scoring so many touchdowns. But, I mean, regardless, it makes it makes uh, cash games on FanDuel more interesting because those guys aren't, you know, obvious plays. And Herbert is also, I believe, ninth and half PPR points. So I think it's just a matter of that's what the algorithm did to him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. He went off last week, yeah. Um, anything else for cash running back? Um, I have Kareem Hunt as an option here too, um, 6,100 bucks. And you know, I, I know it's rare I'll play you know, the, the lower half of, of a committee backfield in cash, but I think it's a good price tag. And I, I just think the Browns running game should 
you know, go off against Atlanta on Sunday. So I, I do think Hunt is a uh, decent option if you're looking for a cheap running back for cash. I think somebody in his role, it's going to be tough for me to get to him in a cash lineup, but I definitely like him on the GPP side. Like I said, I think Javante Williams, who's headed for single digit ownership, certainly makes sense there, especially with the $6,900 salary. And then AJ Dillon at 6,500 against the Patriots. I got all three of those guys listed together. Both Dillon and Hunt projected for 5% ownership or less on FanDuel Mm -hmm. this week, both among our top nine in FanDuel dollars per point. So we like them projection wise. You got to like the ceiling even beyond that projection for both guys in their situations, offenses that want to lean on them and games that could very well go in the way of their offenses and help their workloads. Ramondre Stevenson's close behind those guys in dollars per point, but he is behind them despite being cheaper on FanDuel. And that salary gap is bigger on uh, DraftKings, both in real and relative terms. So that's why Stevenson's, I think, more of a factor for me on DK than he is here on FanDuel, where I just expect better games for the mm-hmm. offenses of Green Bay, Cleveland, maybe even Denver this week to support those other three running backs. Yeah, I agree. I think Stevenson's better on DraftKings because if you're playing him, you're almost hoping he gets like, you know, four or five, six catches, um, you know, as, as that passing down back. And I don't think there's big touchdown upside to the Patriots running backs. Now that Brian Hoyer's under center. Um, Dylan is a guy I love for tournaments. I talked about him on DraftKings. He's a better play here. I think he's you know cheaper relatively on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. And he's just a, he's just a better play because he's you know, doing some stuff in the passing game, but he's still not, you know, a, a huge, uh, you know, target earner for the Packers, but you know, he's getting a bunch of carries. He gets the goal line work. Um, you have the Packers as big home favorites this week. Patriots too are 29th in football outsiders run defense ranking. So I think, you know, you could just see green Bay get out to a lead and then just pound AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones at the Packers or at the Patriots for the second half of that game. Maybe even the first half of that game, the way that they've yeah. been running their offense so far. Damian Pierce is a guy that I want to like in fantasy, Jared, but it's really tough to find a fit for him where he really gives you the upside, especially when we're talking DFS. I think, though, yeah. I said it before, I think the best way to play Damian Pierce is in these over-under contests that we've gotten more into this year. And right now, his rushing prop on sleeper is actually one yard less than it is on underdog 59 and a half yards for this week. That's also nine and a half yards less than what we haven't projected for. So if folks go to sleeper.com slash draft sharks, or if you're on the app and you want to enter promo code draft sharks, you can get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit up to hundred bucks. I did it. And that allowed me last night to win my pairing of T Higgins is over chase Edmonds is total yards under. So Get on there. Try to take advantage. You can join our DraftSharks.com insiders group. We can share picks. You can chat with us about who looks good for the coming week. And you can look for on Wednesdays my article that compares that week's player prop lines with our weekly projections to kind of highlight some opportunities to play those props. Yeah, last night was fun. I hit the Hayden Hurst over and the Raheem Moster over receiving yards in the last like two minutes of that game. So I was I was happy. Um, yes, I will be hitting the Damian Pierce over rushing yards on sleeper. I'm not going to be playing him on FanDuel. I mean, 6,800 bucks. He's, he's right there with Javante Williams. He's more expensive than, than AJ Dillon. I, I just think those guys have more, have more ceiling, um, you know, just, just in the offenses they play in. I agree. And I'm, I, that honestly might be the best thing about the over-unders is it's like, you want to bet on somebody like Damian Pierce, but you have to tell yourself there's not really that ceiling to play him in DFS. Yeah. And you very well might have better running backs on your season long roster. So if you, if it's like, ah, I want to bet on Damian Pierce, but I just don't have the way. I mean, honestly, that's, that's the way. Yeah. Wide receiver for cash. What do you like? 
Um, so Devonte Adams here. Um, now it is you, know, you. You can't play two expensive running backs, Josh Allen and Devonte Adams. I tried; it's not possible. You need to, you know, take one of those guys out. To me, I'm. Um, well, I guess you know Saquon Barkley is the other expensive running back that I was trying to get into cash, but um, you you can't play him, JT Adams, and Josh Allen. But to me, I, I'm almost probably going to prioritize Devonte Adams over Saquon Barkley for seventy seventy nine hundred bucks. I just think that's you know way too cheap for Devonte Adams, especially with Hunter Renfro likely out again. I, mean, I know Adams has been relatively disappointing the past couple of weeks, but I, I still think um, he's got he's got big games in him. Even though Matt Collins is better than he is now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to Adams. <laughs> I think uh, beyond that uh, high end, I like Drake London at 6,300 bucks, um, fourth among wideouts and target share so far. So, you know, the risk is that they just stay with low passing volume. But if that happens in this particular game, it probably means the offense worked efficiently early and probably included Drake London. If they fall behind, you know, there's some target upside. We saw that in week two where he had eight for 86 and a touchdown against the Rams. He's been over 50 receiving yards in every game. So, you know, that's that's not a high bar, but that's the kind of level where it's like, okay, he didn't kill my cash lineup this week. So I just, I think the combo of salary and usage for Drake London makes it worth kind of overlooking the volume issue for the Falcons offense. I just want to play Drake London. He's, he's so fun. He's, he's so good. I'm so excited about him. I do think he's still underpriced here. Um, Corlin Sutton's the other guy I have for cash at 6,800 bucks. And he's been seeing targets. He's been producing despite Denver's offense struggling. Um, and, and again, this, this matchup against the Raiders, there's, there's nothing scary about it. So I like something for 6,800 bucks. The other um, benefit to putting London in your lineup is then you won't be tempted to play Kyle Pitts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Unless you're, unless you're going Mariota double stack. Well, God, don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, CD lamb at 6,800 is the guy that strikes me as mispriced. And I think it's literally mispriced because his eight for 87 and a touchdown against the giants happened on Monday night. So the salaries came out before those stats got factored in and really that night should have even been bigger because he dropped what probably would have been a long touchdown in that game lamb has at least 11 targets in every game so far now he gets washington which has been third most friendly to wide receiver scoring so far so i think cd lamb is well within play at 6800 in cash and will certainly make sense if his ownership level stays down for tournaments but really he's in the kind of spot where as long as he's not like in the 20s i think he's still in play there as well yeah, um, I'm still not ready to trust Cooper Rush, I guess, in, in my cash lineup, but I probably should because he looks good and he's, you know, peppering Lamb with targets. So that's a good call. And he's got seven and eight catches in two games with Cooper Rush so far on top of that game against Minnesota last year. So, Jared, you're really just ignoring history if you won't trust Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah, right. Big, big sample size. Washington secondary has been getting torched, by the way, too. So it really shuts up. It's a good spot for, for CD. Who are you playing at wide out for GPPs? So I think Jerry Judy is an awesome pivot off of Cortland Sutton, even better probably on FanDuel on dra- than on DraftKings because they're priced uh, much more closely here on FanDuel, 6500 bucks for Jerry Judy. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm betting on Sutton outscoring Judy this week. That's what our projections say, but it's I'd say it's, you know, 55-45. You know, I can definitely see Judy leading the way now that he's off the injury report, the injuries he had um, back in week two. So I, I think Judy's a good – tournament play i think both jets wide receivers are a good tournament plays so at their price tags they're both cheap garrett wilson 6100 elijah moore 5500 the steelers are 28th in adjusted points allowed to wide receivers so you know you're counting on zach wilson which could go could go poorly but um, i think both those wide receivers are talented and then romeo dobbs 5900 bucks i don't think green bay is gonna have to throw it a lot but i mean you know aaron Rodgers should do some damage when they do have to throw i think romeo dobbs could be the packers number one wide receiver already um, and Jalen Mills, 
uh, one of the Patriots corners has been getting torched so far this season. He is dead last among 97 qualifying corners in PFF coverage grades. And you know, Dobbs is going to see him for at least part of that game on Sunday. I like the Jets options better than Romeo Dobbs here this week. And I think you can pair either of them with Deontay Johnson play neither quarterback play. You know, you don't want to play Mitchell Trubisky. You don't want to play Zach Wilson, but you can pair a Jets wide out with Deontay Johnson and kind of chase that stacking upside without having to worry about um, trusting one of those quarterbacks. Deontay Johnson at 7K and Michael Pittman at 7.5K, I think are both headed for lower ownership than they really should be based on their roles so far. They're both pretty good bets for 9 to 10 plus targets, depending on how game flow goes. So both of those guys are in play. Again, I like stacking a Steelers wideout with a Jets wideout. And I I mean, Deontay Johnson, not a Steelers wideout. I don't want to advocate <laughs> for the other guys. Christian Kirk, I think, is also headed for ownership lower than what it should be. So even if you don't get to Trevor Lawrence as an option here, I think consider Christian Kirk at 7,600 bucks. You can pair him with Trevor Lawrence, though, and you can get access to the Eagles offense without playing Jalen Hurts at the higher ownership. I'm not saying avoid Jalen Hurts completely. This is more for like if you're playing a bunch of different tournament lineups and you want to get some AJ Brown without quite matching that ownership level on Jalen hurts, play Trevor Lawrence, play Christian Kirk, play AJ Brown with them or play Devonte Smith with them um, to get in on the upside of that Eagles team. I like it tight end for cash. What do you like? So I have TJ Hawkinson penciled in for now. We have to watch the foot injury that you know has limited him in practice on Thursday. He didn't practice at all on Wednesday. So we'll, we'll see about that. But um, man, the, the lions need him with I'm on Ross St. Brown out. DeAndre Swift, very likely out. Uh, we'll see about DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds. They're both on the injury report as well. So, you know, 5,400 bucks for Hawkinson. I think he's a, he's a really good target bet for that price tag, assuming that foot injury is not, not a big deal. I agree with that, but the foot issue this week and the hip issue last week have me uh, a little worried of, of playing TJ Hawkinson in a cash lineup, especially when I can just go $100 up to Zach Ertz at 5,500, sixth among tight ends. I'm sorry, eighth among tight ends in target share, which is actually ahead of TJ Hawkinson so far this season and sixth among tight ends and half PPR points. Cardinals are bad enough that they are underdogs to the Panthers this week. So I like the chances of Ertz um, getting that target uh, volume as well. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, I do prefer Hawk if he's healthy, just as, you know, I think a more explosive player on a better offense, but you know, we'll, we'll see again, we'll see how Hawkinson's listed on. The I don't think this report. is a conversation that should have uh, explosive inserted anywhere. <laughs> Oh, I mean, Hawkinson tested well, remember? I mean, I know we haven't seen it yet, but yeah, that's the thing. Theoretically, we start to forget about those testing numbers when the guys refuse to show them. This is more like a, a dad's race. <laughs> Come on. What about GPP at tight end? I love Darren Waller. Um, you're saving what close to two thousand dollars coming down from Mark Andrews. Um, probably doesn't have as high a ceiling, but I think he has a similar ceiling uh, if he's not as likely to hit it. Um, and Waller's coming in at just 6% projected ownership um, and, you know, no Hunter Renfro for Vegas that, that should, you know, uh, potentially push some extra targets Waller's way. Yeah. Pushed him Foster Moreau's way last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to be paying up for Darren Waller this week or the other expensive guys. Zach Ertz's ownership projection is also a little high. I'm looking at Tyler Conklin a little bit here, 2% projected ownership. 5,400 bucks. Also looking at Robert Tunyon, 3% at 4,900 against the Patriots, who are 25th in tight end coverage DVOA. And David Njoku, again, I mentioned him on the DraftKings show, but 2% ownership projection here, 5,700 against the Falcons. They're bad in coverage against all positions. So uh, 
it's a good spot for him to get opportunity. Um, Gerald Everett also in play 5,500 and really there's nothing wrong with Pat Fryer with the 5,600. So that collection of guys, I think is why I don't feel like I need to pay up to Darren Waller, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts. I'll just live in that 5k range. And, you know, if I'm making a bunch of lineups, I'll just make sure to get exposure to all those guys. Yeah. Everett's my favorite there. Um, because he plays with Justin Herbert. And I think that makes him, you know, the best touchdown bat of that group. I can agree with that defense. What do you like, man? There are some bad defenses and like, you know, good to decent matchups that are coming in as the best values Vegas for the minimum price, 3000 bucks. Um, you know, Denver just offense hasn't, hasn't been great. Russell Wilson takes sacks. He has throughout his entire career. So I think Vegas is okay. And then the Cardinals at 3,200 bucks. I mean, bad defense, but Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey banged up and you know, we'll see if he even plays. Um, so I think at least for cash, you know, just save, save money, hopefully get four or five points out of those D's and you're, and, and you're fine. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I mean, we mentioned it on the Thursday pod, I believe Denver has been the fifth best scoring matchup for team defenses so far. Uh, they it's because they've scored the second fewest points in the league, which should not happen, but it's happened <laughs> so far. So go ahead and play a minimum price defense, even if it's not very good. And like the Raiders might not be good on defense overall, but they do have Max Crosby up front as well as Chandler Jones. So there's plenty of sack potential that matchup mm-hmm. at the very least. And as we mentioned, Denver's having trouble scoring points. Cardinals, Lions, both have good matchups, both in the 3K range if you don't want the Raiders. So I'm definitely staying somewhere down there to get my defense. Yeah, I like the Jets as a tournament option. Um, I, I just like attacking Mitchell Trubisky behind a bad offensive line. I think there's upside to the Jets. Yeah, you can certainly make a case against Mitchell Trubisky anytime. Any other defenses to consider? Nope, that's it. That's going to do it then for our week four FanDuel podcast. You can head over to DraftSharks.com now to play around with the lineup generator, build your own lineups for FanDuel, for DraftKings, or even for Yahoo. Uh, you can also find Kevin's articles highlighting top picks for cash and GPP entries on FanDuel. For Jared Smola and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Shafstan. Thanks so much for swimming with us.